Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Let's see what's going on here. I feel like I have a lot of ground to cover. Today's the 11th. Why, it's the 11th of fucking April 2022. And I'm pulling off a fucking Lincoln Avenue onto Broad Street. Lansdale, Pennsylvania, leaving my office. It's been a pretty decent day, and that's always good, right? It was a beautiful day. Sun was shining. Took care of a lot of really nice people. I had a a really good weekend, despite some drama. Saturday morning, I wake up. Turn, you fucking idiot. You turn now. All right, you stay there. All right. Saturday morning, woke up, kicked ass, and took names at School Road Park in Hatfield, Pennsylvania, with eh, 20 hardcore motivators in the rain. I'm talking about one of the most soaking wet workouts I've had in my years of training out in the elements, and it felt good, you know? It felt real good. Um, got folks still reporting that they are sore. <clears throat> from the day, and that makes me, brings me much glee, because I'm trying to provide a good workout, trying to provide a safe workout, trying to motivate people, so we trained, we freaking, you didn't have a change of clothes, your car was wet, fuck it, gives a shit, you know, <clears throat> had a friend of mine who just joined the platoon, come in today, and she asked a sincere question, well, you know, what good is it to train, you know, what is this, what kind of benefit is it going to have to train one day a week like that, and I think that she was obviously coming from the point of view of, well, is it enough, or is it, so she, what purpose does it serve, and I'm sure she was thinking, well, is it enough, am I going to get a, glean a benefit from this, it's a good word for you, glean, to glean a benefit, right? Will it be enough? And the answer is no. What it is, is it's an attention getter. I I described it as like a punctuation mark. Not a period, not a freaking ellipsis, not a, a semicolon, not a colon, not a fucking dash or an underscore or an asterisk. Asterisk. But an exclamation point. <clears throat> something exciting. Something to in, reinvigorate you. Something to get you moving. Something to get, you know, something to open your eyes and open your mind and open your muscles, your physiology to the concept of change. That's all it's meant to be. DDIP, Dr. Drill Instructor Program, has always been a motivational experience. That's what I've been trying to do, trying to impress upon you know, the people in this area. Is that it's you know it's an attitude, it's a thing, it's a something to fucking wake your ass up. And people need to be woken up these days. Not woke in the sense I don't even know what woke means. 
What does it mean to be woke? <clears throat> to be open to the realities in front of you. Things underneath your very nose. I guess maybe it does mean it's a different type of woke. Wokeness. It's not the political the wokeness that's been politicized. It's just like, wake up and smell your asshole, man. You gotta fucking get moving. You gotta get shaking. You gotta get, you know, your blood pumping. <clears throat> we have to break ourselves from this trance that is society, that is... that are the stresses, the collective stresses of our society. The, the, the sloth and the um, sadness that have ensued for the last several years. You know, I feel like we, we're all, you know, you, you, you hear about crazy things happening <clears throat> in our society, people doing nutty things. I tell you some of the stories that I um, am privy to, the various folks that I see on a daily basis, and, uh, and I love them all. I love these stories. They, they, they definitely are time killers. They definitely, you know, will amuse. They're definitely interesting. Sometimes it can get a little overwhelming. But um, the world has kind of gone mad, if it was ever sane whatsoever. People are doing crazy things. They're stressed the fuck out. They're sitting around their big fat asses. They're eating shit. They're, sh- they're, uh, they're being terrible to one another, whether they realize it or not. It, it, just in shutting themselves off to the world. <clears throat> Walking around with all this anxiety. It's not good. It's not healthy for them. It's not healthy for the people in their midst. So, DDIP is an attention getter, and we most certainly have gotten the attention of folks. And so I'm happy to have, to play some small role. I'm not trying to, you know, provide you, uh, I'm not a gym. I'm a wake-up call. How about that? It's a lot more succinct than the last two minutes of me rambling. TDIP's a wake-up call. Show up in the park Saturday mornings, but not this Saturday morning because it's Easter weekend. And uh, not that that means a damn thing to me. Because <coughs> I'm at the very least agnostic. I'm going to fucking eat some ham and fart into the couch. Um, but I'll, I'll take it. So we're going to take a little Saturday off. We'll get back into it the following week. Um, so that's what DDIP is. So she she was um, reaffirmed. You know, she had an understanding. This person who asked about the benefits of it, of what you know, what actual benefits can be. A bunch of folks said they're sore. They're they they felt great when they walked away. They had a change of clothes. They didn't have a change of clothes. It was unreasonable. Whatever. Everybody walked home safe. I had a motivator who was her first day back. And she hasn't trained for like, I don't know, six, seven years. She used to be in the night pirate platoon. And she showed up and she told me, shared with me, that she's very anxious about doing so. And I looked up through the, the raindrops and the mist and the fucking grass and the sweat. And there she was right in front of me. And she left like two minutes early or ten minutes early, something like that. And I... Um, I text messaged her over the weekend and said, Hey, how do you do? I saw you step out early. We did a one, two, three, and then said her name real loud. 
I was concerned that she might have like hypothermia or just whatever, just had an anxiety attack. Because it was a lot, a lot of training, a lot of wet, kind of like a shock and awe sort of experience. I was concerned about how she might have been doing with that. But she said, oh no, it was just enough exercise and I, I'm going to be walking every day. I'll be back at it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be training with you. So the TDIP is going really, really well. And it's just a wake-up call, so get your fucking fat ass out there. Get your sad fucking sack ass out there in the park. And just be part of the team. That's it. Or not. Whatever. Um, get your exercise in. Get your motivation in. Hopefully you can run your own show. If you need a wake-up call, smack in the face, figurative smack in the face, then you need to, need to join up. Because, you know, we are DDIP, we're runners of the night. We're dirty motherfuckers, we'd rather fuck than fight. Roly-poly, finger the holy, lick the slimy goo, rack your balls against the wall and join the fucking crew. It's from back in the day, old uh, standard cadence, Marine Corps cadence. Terrible, right? Oh my god, I can't believe what you just saying. Rewind that part. <clears throat> not, my, not a quote from me, it's just... Something we said and crazy. So um let's see. Next, I have I would like to discuss several things. Okay. Current events can't be ignored. You know, we got the war in Ukraine. Terrible headlines come out on a daily basis about, you know, cities reduced to ashes, and they were formerly occupied, and talk about murders, and rapes, and killing of civilians, all kinds of terrible stuff, radio interceptions, you know, transmissions where, you know, various countries are listening, and watching, talked about drone technology, and cell phones, and all that stuff, the footage is going to get out, they're going to capture these atrocities, can't help, can't help but to, and reveal the fact that there are terrible atrocities happening in war. It's disgusting. How, um, <clears throat> you know, as an American Marine, orders might have been given if I had served in wartime. Orders might have been given to, for to send us into a combat zone. And we would have done anything to stay alive, to take care of our brothers, to ultimately fulfill the mission. But we wouldn't be killing civilians. You know, the civilians, it's war is a blur, I imagine, right? So, hear about snipers having to stand and troops having to distinguish between friend and foe. You know, somebody's coming at you. There's been high profile movies and tales told about civilians, uh, different enemies sending in women or children with bombs in the name of Allah or whatever your favorite God is. <coughs> whatever you believe, whatever you're angry about, doing terrible things like that. So certainly there's been civilians killed in that sense when you're mistaking friend from foe. 
and collateral damage is a term that we're all familiar with, but I would never, you know, take the life of a civilian and, uh, without probable cause. I don't care who ordered what. Collateral damage is a certain, you know, it's, it's a real thing. As is fratricide, which is killing your own people <coughs> in these conflicts. That happens too. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of destruction. It's chaos. And the various forces try to control the chaos and, you know, bring the, the fight to the enemy, right? That's what we're reading about and seeing in some cases coming out of Ukraine. A lot of people dying. You know, but who ultimately pulls the trigger is fucking Vladimir Putin. It's his idea to do this. It's ridiculous, and I don't get it. I don't understand what the end game is. I don't understand how he, the Kremlin, their, their society, can let something like this happen. If this was America, you know, going in and, and doing something terrible, killing, you know, murdering and raping and blowing up, you know, civilian apartment buildings and stuff like that. It wouldn't sit well. You know, we don't want to see anybody die, suffer and die like this. The American people were very outspoken. And although we have our head up our asses and in our, you know, bank card or our bank statements and our little fucking manufactured dramas, we know right from wrong and we try to do the right thing. Every story that has ever been put into print or grace the cinema has featured these good versus evil tales and of course Americans are always the good guys and we discussed that quite a bit I just, I, I can't imagine it, it, any fucking soldier any commander would order some of these atrocities and stand by them and and that soldiers would <coughs> would obey these commands. You know, it's fucking nuts, man. It's terrible what's happening over there. One thing that I'd like to talk about briefly, though, is that you hear about, in the news, you hear about that there are shipments of weapons. Maybe we're selling, Ukraine wants us to send weapons to them, or China, just I read, uh, there were a bunch of flights that came across. You know, you fly a fucking... Fly airplanes loaded with missiles or something like that over a country or a region, and you land in a country like Bosnia, for instance. China just, you know, a bunch of planes just supposedly dropped off a bunch of armaments, a bunch of missiles, I read, and dropped them off in Bosnia, a country which I've read um, opposed the war in Ukraine and Russia's actions and all the atrocities that have been reported on the one hand, but they're also, you know, they're um, they're buying these weapons. So countries, states, mm, how do we know? <clears throat> how do we know whether or not they mean well or if they can be trusted with these weapons? I mean, can we be trusted with these weapons? I know we produce many of them, but... Uh, I'm just saying, like, people and 
people are not much different, or states are not much different than people. You got people that are, are controlling states, right? Presidents in charge and militaries and bureaucracies that are made up of people that, you know, the madness of crowds. There's a book called The Madness of Crowds I've mentioned in the past. That group think. And when things get fiery, we can do some work. Human beings and groups are capable of some incredibly um, violent and stupid things. We'll do dumb shit. And so we're shipping around. It just boggles my mind that we have these weapons of mass destruction. We had missiles or arms of small and large that it's just like a good. It's like any other good. It's just like might as well be bags of flour or computer processors or um, milk or eggs or flour. Automobiles. Widgets. Some generic something. Like we're just going to no, we're going to sell them, you know, we just sold this. It's significance, the, the, the good and service that you're selling. And you got to understand to who. To whom are we selling these things? Who's buying this and that? Is it, a, is it in the world's interest? Should we be following these things? Yeah, of course, we're interested. Because we want to know who's got what. Wait a second, I saw there's, a, you know, there's satellites, there's spies, there's... Um, listening device, there's all kinds of technology that is that makes us aware of the arms that are being sold all around the world. And I know movies have been done about it. There's a Nicolas Cage in a movie about that. I don't know if I watched the whole thing, but this is obviously a thing. We supply the world with weapons. And the world what's the world gonna do with those weapons? What kind of terrible weaponry is out there that is going to fall into the wrong hands someday? You know, I've, inv- I've invoked that doomsday clock before. This is why you hear about it. It's because people, human beings, do some dumb, fucked up shit. We can. You know, think about your, your fellow men and women. Think about the people that you know, all the crazy fuckers that I tell you stories about. You think that it's, uh, would you be happy? You know, are you satisfied? Are you, does it sit well with you? There's a guy driving around with a minivan, um, carrying dead bodies from crime scenes or whatever the fuck is he doing? Dressing like a mob guy with fucking veneers on his teeth and dyeing his hair jet black. You know, at a, you meet him at the grocery store. That kind of weird, eerie. No disrespect to the guy, but I don't know if you have to drop all that information on me. And whoever this fucking idiot is that's tailgating me, I hope he gets diarrhea. Yeah, keep going, you penis. Now he's gonna follow me. Maybe this is like spies. Hey, I had somebody today, just a, just an hour ago, talk to me about how. Um, how do I tackle this? <clears throat> I told you that um, because of all these things that are happening in the world, the pandemic, the um, the war in Ukraine, the potential instability, that people are going absolutely nuts. Um, 
concerned, stressed, and they're trying to prepare, if they're smart, for some sort of whatever. Is it doomsday? Is it, uh, is it some sort of civil war? Is it World War Three? Whatever it is. I mean, if people, once upon a time, you know, I tell a story about how my brother-in-law, I told him that we, we were joking that we were watching Preppers years and years ago, 10 years ago or something. And he's like, oh, you, you watch that shit? You're crazy. Those people are nuts. Well, guess what? Now, you know, people are buying gas cans, worried about fuel shortages, and they're buying guns and ammo and survival equipment. Why? Because they're concerned. They're buying backup generators. People are scared. So, uh, anyway, this guy, nicest, one of the nicest people that I know, swears that he was um, stopped at some point years ago when he was traveling because he had made some purchases. And uh, he was talking about guns and ammo, basically. Uh, he said he bought a bunch of stuff. For whatever reason, I don't know what he's reading or what he's listening to, but he was spooked into really preparing, and he bought all this, all these guns and ammo and magazines and stuff, large purchases, and he said that when he traveled to see some family, that he was stopped and fingerprinted, him and his wife, and, you know, I, I said, well, you know, he told me what, you know, some of the things he was buying, it was all legal stuff. And, um, you know, we have the right to keep and bear arms in this country. We have the right to buy whatever we want. People buy all kinds of shit. Some fucking dildos to firecrackers to, you know, whatever food they want. Vehicles. There's all kinds of products and services that, that we consume. And Americans, if we're anything, we are consumers, man. We just love to spend and accumulate junk. So people like to fucking buy guns and ammo. I know every fucking guy I served with in the Marines has a stockpile of shit. I'm sure of it, you know. And um, it's a byproduct of people being uncertain and confused and angry and scared about the times in which we live. So I wouldn't think if you bought fucking water jugs or uh, generators or assault weapons, whatever the fuck you you know you, you feel you're going to need, whatever you're scared about, whatever boogeyman you are frightened is going to come visit you, uh, I, I couldn't blame you for, for trying to protect yourself. <clears throat> you know, it goes through my mind. I'm not scared of anything, but I'm concerned. And I'm... When I looked at... When I turn my attention to the news, it's terrible. I mean, I tell the joke that... Uh, I'm not saying the world is a scary place these days, but I started watching serial killer documentaries just to cheer myself up. <laughs> you know... Fitness is also something, back to the DDIP thing, fitness is also a way for you to prepare. Uh, 
friend of mine who's a martial arts black belt in jiu-jitsu once said, and it's well known, that the number one factor that's going to help you get out of a life or death situation, even if it's physical combat, is fitness. You need to be able to not be huffing and puffing. You need to have mobility and strength and flexibility in order to survive. So if you can't walk, you know, a few miles without, you know, or climb a flight of stairs or do a few push-ups or if you're physically um, weak, guess what? You're fucking easy prey. And so you definitely, it should be a priority for you to get strong, hit the gym, get working out. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind. But it's disturbing when I, it is scary. It does scare me when, and it amuses me too when I run across people who, um, you know, who are convinced that like they are on a, some watch list because they bought you know, some legal firearms or, you know, to, to be paranoid. This is all perfectly legal. Now, is there anything, um, is there any, um, would I be surprised if somebody, just by virtue of talking about prepping on podcast, or talking about some of the people that I know and interact with, Am I concerned somebody's watching me? Fuck out of here. I don't care, really. I don't care. I mean no harm to anybody. I love everyone. I think that these conversations that I have, I know I'm putting them out into the the chaotic world of the World Wide Web. People can do whatever the fuck they want with them. I'm just calling it how I see it. There are a lot of scared people out there these days, and they have reason to be scared. I feel like our government and our world leaders, they need to demonstrate that they are doing things to promote stability, whether that has something to do with, you know, abstaining from these terrible wars and conflicts and, you know, espionage and, you know, in-group, out-group, us against them fucking bullshit that should we shouldn't be dealing with in the year 2022. Like, I thought we were above and beyond all this sort of stuff. Sure, we got fucking supercomputers. We got relaunchable rocket fuselages. We got electric cars. We got all kinds of crazy technology. Satellite, you know, we can look into the past with this several billion dollar, however many billion dollar space telescope. You know, we can do a lot of things. Surely we can fucking get along, try to get along, realize that the whole world depends on our uh, our getting along, our finding common ground. Like, we have these resources. We need to make the best of them. We can't make the best of them if we're killing each other. Um, we're using very comparatively primitive methods compared to all the things that I just talked about, all these technological advances using primitive methods and primitive mindset to attack each other and plot to do horrible things. 
and it's going to end. And it's like it's like all the think about all of the movies that you watched about cops and robbers and you know missing in action Chuck Norris, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, Steven Seagal, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of these fucking uh, cinematic portrayals of warfare and drama and um, betrayal. These are all things that are part of our mind. They're part of our collective mind and our DNA. We like to fuck each other over. We like to get over on each other. We like to win at any cost. And yet we paint this picture like we want the youth of today to have a, you know, enjoy a level playing field and always treat each other well. Look what the fuck we're doing, man. Look what Putin is doing. Look what like what is happening in the world today. Terrible, terrible things. It affects all of us. Don't think that just because somebody, you know, has an experience several thousand miles away in Europe that it doesn't affect you. Sure it does. You know about it. You might not feel it, but it's there. We are t- we're all touching. This is, the world is comprised of energy. On a, a freaking atomic, on a molecular level, we are interacting energy. I know it's hard to really imagine, but if you took a, a basic chemistry or physics class, you'd understand some of these things. You know? The way we behave, we all pay a consequence. We all pay a price for this. The things we do, the things we say, and the way that we regard this earth and the cosmos and all that, it's its all... You might not think it, it might not affect you immediately today, but it's on your watch. Don't be a fucking idiot, okay? Don't be a penis cap. Always do what's right. Talk about it, think about it. Try to put some points on the board for the fucking good guys and gals every day, or else you're part of the problem. Next thing I want to talk about. Jesus Christ, the hell, I had somebody tell me, I revisited my friend, who was one of my roommate in the Marine Corps, he contacted me a while back, I don't know if I shared with you this, it, he, we, we engaged in a conversation on, online, on Messenger, about the Mandela Effect, Mandela Effect, Mandala Effect, is that, what it, is that what it was? Butterfly effect? I don't fucking know what it was. It was some kind of effect. And it's like this. You might remember... Um, what the fuck was his name? Big, fat um, guy with glasses. And he would um, deliver the checks for uh, Publishers Clearinghouse. Ed McMahon. He used to be a co-host on The uh, Tonight Show, right? With Johnny Carson. So you supposedly remembered drop off. You supposedly remember Johnny Carson delivering the coming to people's houses and surprising them and and giving them, awarding them this check for having won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Right? He says that that never happened. Also, you might remember um, Jiffy 
peanut butter like it was yesterday. It wasn't Jiffy. It was actually Jif. You might remember Britney Spears wearing a plaid um, skirt for whatever music video back in the day. Um, it wasn't plaid. It was black. You might remember in Star Wars that uh, Padma, whatever the fuck her name is, she said this in her greeting, and everybody remembers it. If you would ask somebody what she say, well, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know exactly what she said, and it turns out it was not that. If you were to ask, um, or no, <clears throat> somebody about the, uh, what the fuck was the name of the, if you were to ask somebody about the James Bond movie, that there was a guy, uh, with the fucking, um, he had the steel teeth or whatever that uh, he's, he said something or whatever. The fuck is his name? Jaw? Lockjaw or something like that? Anyway, the villain, he was a Bond villain and he said something or and it, it wasn't as you remember, even though you think it is. So I don't know what the fuck kind of point he's trying to make. I love this guy like a brother. It's fascinating the things he's talking about. But he's, I think he's talking about something about space-time and how things are really not as we remember them. I chalk it up to just the human memory being selective and being um, looking for patterns. And, and it, it could be a type of groupthink. You know, we all thought this, this is the way it was. It turns out it was not that. It was something similar but different. It's interesting. Look up the Mandela effect. I don't see how it has any fucking bearing in the world today in terms of, you know, I don't know, would we're all swallowed up by a black hole or something ridiculous like that, I don't know, <laughs> but it's fucking hilarious, absolutely hilarious, man, um, the conversation that we had just sending messages back and forth, I think it's funny as shit, he just sent me today, um, there was a uh, video of these men beating the shit out of this other guy somewhere out west in California, I think, and because they spied this guy beating a dog, like a little fucking shit-eater dog, he body-slammed the dog or kicked the dog or was abusing it, and people saw it, so these other human beings found this guy, or pulled over and stopped, and a woman chased him, and then these guys, so one guy's beating him with a stick, the other guy's, um, you know, punching them, kicking them, and they're just fucking issuing him this terrible beatdown, you know, and I said, he, you know, he thought it was funny as shit, listen, I thought it was funny as hell, good, I, it, to me, that's a sort of justice that we would hope the world would have, not that we want to be violent, but we want we want people to receive their just rewards. If you do something terrible, you know, to other, to harm other people, or especially, you know, our pets, which are very special, um, I think that you should be beaten with a stick. I think it's funny as hell. The guy, he survived, um, lived to tell about it, but, you know, then they interviewed some, um, 
district attorneys or lawyers or whatever, and they're all judging it like, oh, I don't know, the guy might have a case because they they could have stopped beating him after they after they were able to stop him from attacking the dog. Listen, good for him. He gets fucking beat with a stick. Taught a lesson. He goes, that dog's all right. Nothing wrong with that dog. <laughs> he beats it because he's beating on the dog. Fuck you, dude. You should get the shit beat out of you. I think it's fucking funny as hell. There's some interesting things that go on. I gotta tell you, man. I'm usually privy to all of them. As I said, I think I think it's funny as hell. I look forward to hearing about it. And just kind of like as a bystander. I like to take it all in and, and you know, try to make some kind of sense of it. And that's why I'm sitting in my, idling in my truck at almost 9 p.m. Because I have to share some of these things with you. I'll share one last thing before I go in the house. Eat my dinner and get the fucking rack. Had a good friend reach out today. A podcast listener said that, uh, thank you for, you know, sharing your message and doing your podcast thing I'm just spitting my friends I you know obviously when I speak I'm sincere I hope that there's something valuable that you can take away from the stories I tell and from my philosophies about the times in which we live and um, I'm genuinely touched if 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 people find this useful, you know, I, I've felt over the past, I don't know, past month maybe, that I have not been as prolific with my podcasting, maybe a couple months because we've had bogey in the world with us, and I've had so much joy from, from having that dog in our lives, in our home, in my office, he's a fucking sweetheart, um, even though he ate my seedlings that I planted, in my little seed tray, I ate the little peep seedlings you can buy at Lowe's. You add water and they puff up and you put a seed in them. You fucking ate them because I put this terribly smelling, rancid, um, organic fertilizer, brown goo in it that you, you know, you add water to it and, and uh, shake it up and fertilize your plants with it. Anyway, he fucking ate a few of those things. That is little delicate sprouts that I planted and were growing. He gets into things sometimes, you know. The hell else did he eat? He ate some. Oh, I got a bet with my wife that he's going to eat my son's retainer. Now retainers aren't that wire with the little mold that fits on your palate. Now you can get that. I guess still, but more common are the in are the um, fuck are they called? Uh, Invisalign little fucking plastic trays you top and bottom so my dog is definitely bogey boys definitely eat those fucking things perfect for bogey chew them right up but if I if there's something that I can impart some wisdom a funny joke some amusement that you can take away from these podcasts, and I am definitely touched, and I'll keep doing them, it makes me feel like it's, it's useful, 
and that maybe there's other people out there that think similarly. And of course, I always love to talk about these things. I feel like I'm forgetting about um, something or something, another message that I want to talk about. Let's see, let's do a little mental check. So, we talked about the war in Ukraine. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. Talk about war in Ukraine, fucking, and that, that countries buy and sell weapons and, and to sell these terrible, destructive things to people. And I think that's fucking crazy and dumb, and it's going to seal all of our fates. Talked about preppers. And there's some crazy folks out there that think that because you bought a bunch of guns and ammo or that you stock buy food uh, and, you know, uh, you know, non-perishable food or whatever, that, that you are, um, you're going to be on a list or something like that. I mean, maybe if you buy some crazy shit, maybe you'll wind up on a list. But this guy, he's no threat to anybody as far as I know. And if he wants to prep, prepare for the inevitable fall of our ridiculous civilization oh how about that then more power to him I am too put me on a list you fucking idiots tell you gonna find a fart um and we talked about um what was I just talking about preppers well, I'm gonna say one thing uh, close. I realize I already said about 10 things to close. But in in closing, I had this little observation the other day. You know how some things are obvious, you know, they're given and you don't they don't always register. You don't always they don't always click. Like I'm 47 year old man. I'm almost 30 years exactly younger than my father. You know, he, he's 76, 77 years old. Um, he's had some health concerns. He had a stroke a couple years ago. My dad, who was this vibrant, funny, thoughtful, kind, big, strong, you know, fucking Bill Brasky or... Um, Who's a lumberjack, Paul Bunyan sort of guy? I have a million stories about. He's now a skinny old man who's got some memory issues and some health concerns, as skinny old men do. And it dawns on me, you know, having discussed this past weekend with him a little bit about some of the, you know, his recent doctor's visits that he's reluctant to go to and his apparent apathy about life. He just doesn't seem to be interested, enthusiastic about anything anymore. It saddens me and it makes me feel my mortality, it makes me wonder it puts fire into my ass is what it does. Like, we cannot... If you are listening to this podcast, you're probably middle-aged person. Man or woman, whatever your situation is. As I always say, we all have strengths and weaknesses and fears and 
whatever situations that we're in, our reality. You can't afford not to get going, to get moving, body and mind. You can't afford not to be goal setting and striving to do good things, even in terrible you know, times. That could get worse. You have to extract some kind of joy from life, even if it means just surviving day to day and trying to find the beauty in, in this world. If you don't, you're fucked. Okay? I would not want to, you know, spend the last, the next 30 years of my life living some hollow existence, you know, being reduced to, you know, some fucking conveyor belt of a schedule and periodic doctor's visits and, you know, we all have joy and you can find that whatever you want to do, you can do it in this world. Truly believe that still. But um, it was a wake-up call. Pondering my, you know, just looking at, wow, 30 years, that's going to be me. And I don't like that. I don't like the prospect of that. No more than he probably liked seeing his father get old and eventually leave, you know, this earth. But that's, that's, that's the fucking circle of life. I ain't scared of it. I'm just determined to, to, to really get some living in and maximize on this experience every day. And I think that you should too. Think about that. You know, what motivates you? That should motivate you. You know, you're having a bad day. Fuck it, man. Go do something fun. Do something. You know, read something, better yourself, listen to a podcast, watch a comedy show, travel, you know, find a friend, have a nice conversation, cook a good meal, have something to show for this shit, because this life is fleeting. Alright, I'm going to go in, eat my dinner, take a nice poop, drink a beer, take a shower, play with my dog, love my family, wake up and do it all over tomorrow. Huh! <laughs>